Welcome to the ICERIS podcast. I am uh, Dr. Luke Cox, the program coordinator for ICERIS and the ICERIS podcast host. On our first episode, we talked to Professor Mike McNamee, the program director of ICERIS. Welcome, Mike. Thank you very much, Luke. And Mike, if it's okay with you, we'll jump straight into the questions. Sure, carry on. Super. So uh, the first question we have is, uh, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background? Well, um, I'm a scholar who has a dual background. I started life at the beginning of the 80s as a sports science student. Um, I quickly realized I didn't think really like a scientist, but rather was better with conceptual stuff. And uh, I was very lucky where I did my uh, undergraduate in Cardiff to uh, have to study philosophy as part of the program. And I, and I soon realized that the, the philosophical modules that I studied in ethics and aesthetics and stuff like that. This is really uh, the way that I thought and what I loved. So I, after graduating from sports science, I, I pursued uh, higher degrees in philosophy. And, um, and then I uh, attempted to combine those two backgrounds, working in the philosophy of sport and physical education and leisure. But uh, I guess around about um, <clears throat> the early 90s, I really started to focus on ethical issues in sport and kind of made it my goal to, to develop this field uh, along with others. Uh, Sigmund Lowland, for example, uh, in Norway and um, Warren Fraley had written a great book in the, the mid eighties called Right Actions in Sport. And there were a number of scholars who uh, were really interested in these ethical issues. So my background is a combination of sports science and philosophy. And that kind of gives me a, a really good platform uh, from which to talk about ethical issues in sport. Super. Um, and could you just uh, explain to our listeners a little bit about your new role at uh, KU Leuven and uh, ICERIS, the uh, centre that you are setting up? Well, um, you say new role. I guess it's been about two years now since I've um, started at Leuven, but the first the first year I was only working 20%. And the reason for that is really one of those Brexit stories, I'm afraid. So uh, uh, I had um, led the development of the Maisie programme. That's the Master of Arts in Sport Ethics and Integrity. It was funded by the Erasmus Mundus programme. Uh, uh, originally back in 2017, I think we had our first cohort. Then the Brexit uh, uh, nonsense came along and... Um, uh, it was clear that we needed to respond to that in some way, and especially if we wanted funding for a second round uh, that, uh, the, the, that British universities would not uh, be eligible for that. And so we decided in advance to be proactive and to move the seat of the, uh, the Maisie uh, programme from Swansea University in Wales, where it had begun and been conceived, uh, into KU Leuven. Uh, but... To, uh, to carry on being the programme director after Brexit required that the programme director, that's myself, would need a formal academic position in Leuven. And so uh, that initiated the position for the first year. And then a year ago, uh, I became a full professor, 100% at uh, KU Leuven. And it's, um, 
although it's a, a two-year relationship that I've had formally, um, I gave my first international lecture, actually, in KU Leuven. And that was in 1991, I think. So, uh, gosh, 30 years ago. So I've had a long relationship uh, with Leuven in one sense, uh, but a much deeper one in the last two years, running Maisie. And uh, I guess uh, there were two goals that I had in coming to KU Leuven. Uh, the first um, uh, was to embed Maisie. And the second was to... Uh, pull together uh, to be a catalyst, if you like, uh, for the interest and expertise that was held in sports ethics from all around the university. And ICERIS, uh, the Interdisciplinary Centre for Ethics Regulation and Integrity in Sport, that is the culmination of those efforts, really. And I've been really warmed by the fantastic support I've received from colleagues uh, all around the university, um, uh, right from the rector's office, uh, through the dean's offices uh, in different faculties and to my uh, academic colleagues right across the university. So, yes, here we are um, getting ready to launch ICERIS formally, and uh, it feels like a good time to be establishing the world's first dedicated centre to sport integrity in the round. Fantastic. Uh, and as you just mentioned above there, ICERIS stands for the Interdisciplinary Centre for Ethics, Regulation and Integrity in Sport. Uh, please, could you just explain to our listeners what types of problems ICERIS intends to address? Well, let's start with the first question. Um, so, I've always been interested in interdisciplinarity. My sports science degree uh, required me to study everything from philosophy, physiology, sociology, um, psychology, biomechanics. Uh, and, and so I do love uh, uh, interdisciplinary inquiry. Of course, when you start out life uh, within an interdisciplinary program, you, you soon realize that you lack um, expertise in a specific discipline. And so for me, gaining that expertise was doing my higher degrees in philosophy. But in a way, I've always had the strong interest in, in, in connecting uh, philosophy with other disciplines. And, and ethics, of course, uh, requires that kind of integration because applied ethics in particular uh, rests on good arguments and good evidence. And, and, and typically to understand the kinds of problems that we're interested in the ethics of sport, requires a multidisciplinary uh, and perhaps even an interdisciplinary um, set of perspectives. So um, I developed very strong links with a couple of uh, professors from outside of the movement science uh, um, uh, faculty, had good support from within uh, the faculty of movement sciences and rehabilitation, but I looked to colleagues in law and criminology with whom I had uh, set up a relationship. And these are Professor Frank Hendrickson Law and Professor Letizia Paoli uh, from criminology. Uh, and the reason behind uh, pursuing a strong collaboration with these colleagues was not merely one of convenience. They're, they're good friends and, and highly respected colleagues. It was because I think we shared a vision that the ethical and regulatory uh, uh, issues that we were all interested in had dimensions from ethics, from, from law, 
and also broadly from the social sciences, but perhaps particularly with uh, criminology. So we've developed a center that um, has these three very broad disciplinary inputs, if you like, ethics uh, as a branch of philosophy, uh, but also ethics can be conceived uh, as, as a descriptive inquiry where it uh, draws on social science methods. Uh, then we have, of course, the legal and regulatory questions, uh, theories and methods. And, and on top of that, criminology, as I said, as an example from the social sciences uh, themselves. So it's very much uh, interdisciplinary in its conception. And the kinds of issues that we're, uh, I guess, interested in range from, for example, anti-doping, which, which has uh, developed now a very substantial body of scholarship from philosophy, psychology, sociology, even economics, politics, and criminology. And then of course, there's the entire uh, legal and regulatory apparatus around anti-doping. So that's, I guess, uh, perhaps the most obvious um, ethical uh, issue. Of course, I say issue, but it's the, there's a thousand issues within anti-doping. Um, uh, that's the one which will attract a lot of the headlines. Of course, in the last couple of years, uh, particularly, um, um, match fixing or sport competition manipulation, as it, it's, it's often known by in policy discourses, has started to really grab the headlights. And what I would say there is there's a really interesting disparity between uh, the policy work and development from international agencies like UNODC, uh, United Nations uh, Organised Drugs and Crime, uh, sorry, Office on Drugs and Crime. And, um, and then you've got, of course, the IOC, uh, UEFA and FIFA, Interpol, all these uh, agencies and more uh, understand the threat to the integrity of sport that competition manipulation um, presents. So this is a, a really huge issue. But the, the, the disparity is, I would say, between the sort of well-developed uh, policies around what's colloquially called match fixing and the lack of academic scholarship. So th there is a, an emerging body of scholarship there, uh, and it's partly philosophical, partly legal, partly uh, sociological or criminological. But that's that's the one which is at the forefront, I think, of, of many sports administrators' minds. So uh, these two are key issues. But then, of course, there there is the whole um, respect, diversity, inclusion, equalities debates, which ranges from... <laughs> Most recently in the headlines, of course, Black Lives Matter, but there's a, a history of activism and scholarship that goes back decades before Black Lives Matter hit the scenes. Um, uh, a former colleague of mine, Professor Celia Brackenridge, um, pioneered work in, in the 1990s over safeguarding sexual harassment, uh, abuse, exploitation within sport. And then that connected up a whole literature on, on children's rights but also another literature in feminist scholarship, because typically it was thought that uh, girls and young women were prey uh, to exploiters or to harassers or to other abusers in sport. But of course, the, the, it's very easy to focus on these, as it were, threats uh, to the values of sport. But, but also we should consider other kinds of issues which, which promote positive values. And certainly one that uh, I was very interested in from, from an early stage of my career and indeed was the subject of my first PhD supervision uh, back in the early uh, 90s with the Professor Carolyn Jones was uh, the idea that sport uh, could be a vehicle 
for moral development. And, uh, and, that, and that's still uh, a huge, hugely interesting issue. One that the psychologists have had a real good go at over the last uh, decade or, or even two, uh, and which philosophers too have commented on, but which it seems to me is still ripe for, for much more uh, interdisciplinary work about it. So everything really uh, that I've talked about, these are just headlines that people will be very familiar about concerning both the ethical issues that arise in and through sport, but also the policy responses to those, the educational programs that are required in relation to it, the laws and other kinds of uh, regulatory practices that need to develop in order to protect and promote the values of sport. These are the foci for ICERIS. Super, and uh, yeah, you've uh, spoken about various uh, integrity threats within sport. Uh, there. Uh, how do you see ICERIS uh, addressing these sorts of concerns? Part of the vision um, uh, that we have for ICERIS is to span the range of academic outputs that can be made from, as it were, pure disciplinary scholarship on the one hand, to very applied research on the other. So a lot of course, will depend on the research problems that are being investigated and the questions uh, that are posed. But I very much see uh, ICERIS as a home for uh, very uh, high quality scholarship, uh, desk studies, philosophy, legal studies and so forth, but also very practical, um, uh, critical descriptions of problems arising within sport, employing typically the methods of, of social sciences. Uh, but I also see uh, a really important space for collaboration with uh, sporting bodies themselves. What, what, what I always objected to was, was a view, I thought a false view actually, on, on behalf of, of sports administrators, um, perhaps also coaches and sometimes sports scientists, that the uh, critical investigations into ethical issues in sport were somehow belonging only to the ivory tower. That's to say, academics talking about, about, about problems to other academics. And, that, and that's an important area for scholarship, but that cannot exhaust the activities uh, by Cirrus. We, we clearly are interested not merely in understanding sports better, but making them better too. And that requires uh, a more engaged, uh, perhaps a more applied, uh, a more uh, activist-based scholarship. So for me, um, the last perhaps 15, 20 years of my career, I've really been um, trying to work hard in that latter space, having, having spent the most of my early decades of, of my career uh, focusing on good scholarship. Perhaps the, the second half of my career has been focused on trying to balance that with much more applied research. And I, and I really hope that the scholars of ICERIS uh, from right across the faculties of KU Leuven will engage in the full range of activities that can help us understand sports better, but also, you know, improve them. Yep, and uh, that just leads us on to the uh, final question then, Mike. Uh, what will ICERIS achieve over the next five years? Well, our first goal uh, I would say, is to, to complete uh, the journey of Maisie. We, we're, we're graduating um, next week, the third successful cohort of the, of the, the master's programme. And it's just fantastic to see how, how the alumni uh, have gone on to some great positions within sport and, and hopefully bringing about that message of 
positive uh, values and positive change. Um, but it was always in my mind uh, as, as I came to KU Leuven to develop a doctoral program. I mean, it's been great. We, we, we have three cohorts who have graduated and perhaps 40, 50% of them have, got, have gone on to PhD scholarships all around the world. But um, <clears throat> in a way, we're producing great PhD students for other programs. Now, what we always wanted to do was to secure a second round of uh, Maisie funding uh, and by here, by we, I mean, I mean uh, our partners in UPF uh, Barcelona, uh, Johannes Gutenberg Mainz, Swansea University, the University of the Peloponnese, Charles University in the Czech Republic. We have this strong group of interdisciplinary scholars, but we also had an idea that we should try to extend this into doctoral studies. So right now we're working on a, a, a doctoral application to the Maris Glodowska Curie Fund. Um, and... Um, Consistent with that kind of message that iService is also about high quality scholarship and uh, applied work. Uh, we've got some great partners to work with in, in that application, uh, ranging from the you know, IOC, FIFA, UEFA, uh, Interpol, um, uh, UNODC, UNESCO. These are all partners in trying to bring about the idea of a new doctoral training program in, in sport ethics and integrity. So that, that's absolutely the first goal that, that, that we really want to achieve. Uh, and the other is to engage in, in collaborative research with our international partners. We have, of course, a local agenda uh, here in Flanders and in Belgium uh, to promote uh, high quality scholarship to show how it can transform sporting practice, whether it's in terms of athletes' rights or, or, or coaching ethics or how to create better milieu for uh, sport, not just at the elite level, but also at the community level and so forth. So we have a wide range of goals. Uh, let's see what we can do over this next five years to, to get the ball rolling uh, and achieve a kind of recognition for ICERIS uh, as the leader in sport integrity research and practice uh, the world over. Fantastic. Thank you, Mike. So um, all that's left for me to do now is thank you and uh, thank our listeners for uh, tuning in and uh, listening to this podcast episode of the first in the series. Uh, so thank you, Mike. Thank you very much, Luke.